Hello and welcome to another episode of Manor in the Midst. I hope you all are doing really well. I have just come home from a little holiday in Dusseldorf and also I've been up in the north of the country and now spending a month back in the south um, at my parents' place. And today I would like to talk a bit about, um, well, the holidays, but mainly also how to fill your time if you wonder a lot um, what to do, really. I've talked with quite a lot of my friends and some of them are struggling to fill their days now that holiday opportunities are restricted, especially in the countries that are suffering with um, rising COVID cases. And so what I would like to do today is give you a bit of insight in different things you could do with your time, specifically offline. I think many of us tend to, or at least this is speaking from my own experience, I tend to um, be quick to grab my phone or to watch something on YouTube. And personally, I'm not a Netflix binge watcher, but it can be so easy to fill our time with uh, messaging or scrolling through Instagram or even Pinteresting. Um, and today I just want to give you some ideas of how else to fill your time because personally this is something that uh, is definitely an advantage for me but also a disadvantage. Um, I have a, a busy, busy mind. I've noticed this actually started reflecting upon it more for the past couple months that um, I basically wake up every morning with three to four new ideas of things I could do and um, it's exciting because it gives a lot of opportunity for activities to fill my time and my day but it also sometimes even feels like um, I have to do all these things when really I don't it's just that I have all these ideas of fun ways to fill my time and it's up to me to decide which of those ideas I want to pursue and which I can just drop. And I don't know if any of you know about the Belbin test. It's um, it's a test that's created specifically for people who are working in a team and I've never actually done it but looking at the nine team roles I could imagine myself being a bit of a plant and the plant is known to um, have generate a lot of ideas to be creative and to yeah basically always have um a new solution to things or like um a new perspective and I recognize that a lot in myself that um every day there's just so many things I'd love to do and so many passions that I have that I want to develop more and instead of being able to do it all myself, I thought, you know what, how about I use the podcast partly as an outlet for myself to just kind of list it a bit, but also for those who are struggling with how to fill their time to give you some ideas, you know. I have a list and I'll probably uh, dwell on some a bit more and others I'll just name and then you can uh, think about how it sounds to do that. So it's a random list, bear with me. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it really, basically I took, I sat down to prepare this podcast and within five minutes I had all of this already. And then I thought, well, that's, that's plenty to talk about. 
So I'll just jump straight in. Uh, one thing I've been doing for the past so many years, honestly, I like a long, long time, um, is writing letters. There's a family in the UK, or actually two families, that I write to quite regularly. Um, and I just, yeah, keep in touch with them and update them on life. And sometimes we also send one another books. But I don't only um, write to people who live abroad. Actually, I have uh, this thing, like I, I used to do this even more frequently than now, is that I write cards and letters to close friends who I'm, whom I text fairly frequently as well, but to surprise them, even if they just live in the same town. Because it isn't really common that we get a card from a friend who lives in the same town, right? But actually, when you get posts, it's so meaningful and so fun. So I think one fun idea to do is choose a friend who, yeah, you care about and you want to tell them that you care about them. Because sometimes we also lack in doing that, just showing affirmation, you know. And write a little letter and, and if you want, you can draw it, draw something with it or sketch something. Um, and then uh, it's really easy, you know, get a stamp and bring it to the post box. And actually, even um, in the Netherlands, we now have a system where you can you can pay online and you just write a little number code. You don't even have to go and pick up a stamp. So that brings the boundary to write something. And, and also, if you're actually in a country where lockdown is quite hefty uh, and you want to restrict the amount of contacts you have, this is a good opportunity for you. Um, one really nice thing I remember about a letter that I received I think half a year ago from a family the Baker family in England I write to the Bacon family and the Baker family um, and the Baker family they wrote to me and they said that they pray for me every single day and when I read that I was so surprised I couldn't imagine a family that literally prays for me every day um so that was really surprising and really wonderful to know and something that I just hadn't realized. And I think that's with letter writing, we can just take that extra time to write something meaningful to somebody. Along the same lines, not to someone, but for yourself, I like filling my time with writing a gratefulness list. I used to have a booklet. It was my happy, happy notebook, basically. And now and then I would just um, sit down and write maybe 20 things, what I'm thankful for. And it was really little things. It would be thankful that I had a good sleep, thankful that um, I had a warm shower. Honestly, warm showers, they're underrated because when I was at the campsite uh, two weeks ago in the north of the Netherlands, the first three days our shower didn't go hot and the, the rest of the holidays it was also all on and off. And you suddenly realize how wonderful a hot shower is. Um, but yeah, writing that on my gratefulness list, and it could be things like just thankful for the sound of the birds singing or the way that the sun reflects on the water and makes it glisten. And the more you like intentionally write these small things down, it just fills you with joy. It makes you happy, and it it's a wonderful pastime because it's basically just... Um, your own little space for thanksgiving and gratefulness and 
that will always cultivate a feeling of happiness. Um, some other ideas. I'm just going to name a couple and then I'll see which ones I want to share a bit more about. You could bake. You could find a new recipe. If you're also interested in like a vegan baking, you can try that and challenge yourself a bit. Or if you have a friend, um, you could do a cook-off or a bake-off. Shout out to the Great British Bake Off. Yay, love it. Um, you can work out or read a book. These are all very straightforward. I think working out is something that I really like doing and building a routine around. Um, last summer, actually, this is another idea. I made beeswax sandwich wrappers. And this um, with this one, I'll open the topic a bit more for sustainability um, so yeah, last summer I went to the market and I bought beeswax from the beekeeper, but you can also order this online. And then I used fabric. I washed it first and I hemmed it and then I covered it in hot beeswax. And I don't know if you've heard of beeswax sandwich wrappers before, but you can have a look into them. They're super useful because you make sure that you use less aluminium foil or um, or plastic wrap, for instance, and you can reuse these sandwich wrappers. And they're also very great for sealing off Tupperware or fruit or leftovers from the evening before. And then you can use them as well if you've got a packed lunch. And so along with the topic of sustainability, another thing that I've been doing is sewing. I, I honestly love sewing and this is something that I'm really grateful to my parents uh, that they taught me. My mum is more of the seamstress in the family but my dad can also sew and um, I I found that it's a great challenge to find a, a YouTube tutorial or actually just a sewing pattern or buying a sewing magazine and choosing a garment that you like. And then you can go to the market and buy some pretty fabrics and you can create something that's unique, which is really exciting. And if you want to start off simple, then you could start off with a pencil case or a canvas bag. These are really easy ideas. And if you need a tutorial, actually, there's one on my illustration account, which I have mentioned before in the podcast. It's... Um, Leonie Smith underscore illustrations and in my highlight stories there's a tutorial for how to create um, a pencil case and why is this still on the topic of sustainability well um, without going into too much detail fast fashion is a big polluter not only that but also the creation of a garment from fabric to the actual garment um, in many places involves le- harsh labour and bad working circumstances. And by creating it from scratch, you avoid that. Though I must say that some garments, uh, some fabrics are still unethically made. So if you really want to do it well, you also need to make sure that you've got ethically sourced fabric. Um, but what you could also do is, and this is a, a very sustainable option, is buy, if you're looking to 
you know, upcycle your wardrobe or something like that, you can go to a thrift shop and buy um, something that you like, even if it doesn't fit perfectly, and then you can adjust it with the sewing machine. And this is something I've done a lot. And that's really fun because then suddenly at the thrift shop, the options are a bit more broad because you can look at, you know, pretty colors or fabrics and patterns without having to immediately know that it's going to fit great. And then you can adjust it according to your body shape and size. Um, on the topic of creating things, you can also decide not to do something with fabric, but build something out of wood. A good friend of mine, Ashling, from Ireland and England, but she's also been living in the Netherlands for basically her whole life, uh, recently built something with wood. She made a little kind of coffee table thing. And that's fun. You can go to your local DIY store and many of them have extra wood that you can just take or like old pallets and see what you can create out of that. Maybe there's a drill lying around the house and, you know, you can make something new for your room. Or you could even take a step further if you, if you really have a lot of time on your hands this summer and think about redoing your room. And then once again, you can see if there's a, some nice things from the thrift shop, um, secondhand shop that would work well in your room and your space. Um, so these are a couple of ideas for creating. Actually, I have, I have even more. Um, I'm just going to name these without going into depth, but I wrote down follow a Bob Ross tutorial. Susanna did this recently, and it turned out great. Um, customize shoes, something I loved doing. I've done that twice now. So fun to just buy a simple pair of white shoes and paint on them. Or customize your own tote bag. Um, one, one that I really enjoy is printing off favorite photos from the year. And even though it's 2020, I actually took quite a, quite a lot of photos. I, my gallery is now full of simple little delights, like a tasty cup of tea that I had, or a nice walk where the sun was shining through the leaves and making a pretty pattern on the pavement. Um, so I have plenty of photos from 2020 and you know you can print these off and make your own little photo book and cherish these memories um, because I don't know how your 2020 has been. Mine has honestly been not too bad at all but I know that many of people struggle a lot so it could be nice to actually see for yourself okay what days were all right which ones did I find joy in and to highlight those moments for yourself, to bring in some extra positivity. Then um, another idea I had was watch a childhood favourite film. So not necessarily even start a new series on Netflix, but think of something that you enjoyed as a child. For me, that's Charlie and Lola. Definitely. I love Charlie and Lola. I don't know who used to watch Charlie and Lola. Or Rosie and Jim. Um... But these are two programs that I really enjoyed as a child. And, you know, just watch that again. Or read one of your childhood favorite books and realize to yourself, well, why did I like this so much? 
And then, I mean, I'm just, I'm just listing ideas here. I know that this podcast isn't really a story in any way, but um, yeah, I just want to share with you the things that are on my mind. And, and for those people who, yeah, really are lost with how to fill their time. Um, some more options are offer to cook dinner if you live at home instead of letting your parents cook or a bit out there but we personally have an allotment and I really like gardening though I don't do it enough I admit but if you don't have an allotment you could always either have a look and research if anyone in your neighborhood has one that you could offer to help with gardening or even just walk by a place where you know that there are allotments and see if you can help anyone there who's at work. Let me see if I had some more things that are on my list. Yeah, one that I I think want to finalize the podcast with is think of a hobby that you haven't practiced in a while and give it a shot again. Try, um, I don't know, like if you had a music in, musical instrument that you enjoyed playing as a child but haven't done in a while, maybe now's the time to pick it up again and and give yourself the space that perhaps your skills aren't as good as they were then. For me, um, this is music theory that I would like to develop more. I play a couple of instruments, but many of them not to the standard or the level that I wished I could play. And I, um, I think part of that is because I lack in musical theory. And I therefore don't know all the backgrounds to notes and chords and um, like tone lothers. I'm trying to think of the Dutch word, English word for that. Tone lother. It's like la 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 la. I don't know what it's called, but that. See, this is where my musical theory lacks. Um, but, um, yeah, so what I did was recently I spent a little extra time on music note recognition and um, I'd like to read a bit more into this. And I think that once I've developed my background knowledge of music that I can take further steps with guitar and piano, etc. So... I think, so basically I think I've given quite a, a little list with different things you could do. I know it's a random collection of ideas and, and perhaps they don't tickle your fancy, but I hope that maybe one or two of you have been inspired to try something new. And I do want to remind you once again that in the summer it's also time to just relax and you don't have to feel a pressure to do something all the time. We touched upon that in one of our first podcasts with the three P's episode and how often we can just start seeing that our accomplishments and how productive we've been in a day causes us to be happier or more content. However, I still think that there's a lot of fun in being productive and I think it's good because... Um, yeah, it distracts if, if you do feel bored and that can sometimes lead to feelings of loneliness. It can just be nice to try something new. 
So I hope that this podcast has inspired you, that, um, yeah, you might have some new ideas. And I wish you a wonderful summer break. I really hope that even though it will probably look different than you expected, you can feel rested, happy, joyful. And if you don't, then here's a hug. Um, And I'll speak to you next time on the podcast.